0: Bare naked. Bare naked, bare naked. Bare naked. A-B-C's. Welcome to the Bear Naked ABCs where we discuss every bare naked lady song from seven to Y and you've heard of Christmas in July. Well, we are celebrating Halloween in August. And as a discuss, and, and tonight we're going to be discussing a song that Jeff really should have been here for. Um, I have with me tonight Aaron. Hello. And Betsy is going to be joining us regularly for a while. Uh, full disclosure: Yay. Stefan has mailed himself to Abu Dhabi. Uh, he saw an episode yeah. of Garfield and Friends and, and thought it might be a good way to get a vacation. So he won't be able to join us for a while. Um, and since we don't have Jeff, because he's working on two albums now, uh, we need another person in case, you know, one of us goes out or are away on vacation. And and Betsy, who, who decided not to mail herself to Abu Dhabi, has agreed, agreed to step wild.
1: in. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my climate. No, sir
0: i'll take maine most of the time yes
1: yes although Enough i'd like to theory. mail
0: myself to uh upper canada right now to the northwest oh, territories or, yeah. or none of it can you i
1: know? Uh, sh- share a ride with you <laughs> yeah tracy this
0: heat
2: i'm having none of it
0: <laughs> i was just gonna make the same joke thank ah! you so you beat me to it <laughs> you're welcome so uh aaron oh so this week we're going to be discussing the scared song um, it has never been put on an album, but if you go on BNL there is a song that just randomly pops up and, you know, I would, I would have been like, okay, well, this is just going to be like one of those one-time play things, right? <clears throat> no, they actually played it seven times in concert between 94 and 95, um, starting in, in New York, New York city, um, and then ending in ogden theater in denver but i'm gonna give you a guess aaron aaron why do you think that this song was no longer played like who who do you think wrote it
2: um i have to think andy (laughs) i mean this one is like this this came from the mind of a jazz jedi this song (laughs) So having had the pleasure of speaking with Andy and 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 getting to know him a little bit, I have to think it's a Cregan thing. I mean it might have been like co-written by Andy and, and Jim, but it's definitely an Andy song.
0: I am writing that down. I'm sending that to Andy. A jazz the jazz Jedi song came from the mind <laughs> of a jazz jazz Jedi. That is amazing. <clears throat> and uh, you would be absolutely correct. This is so I wrote to Andy uh, earlier this week. Oh, nice! And I said, "So, what can you tell us about this song? Like, it was never officially released for BNL, but it was released on the Brothers Creek in first album." And so, when I sent him, he's like, "I want to hear that," because I told him I had a BNL recording of it, mm. and I sent it to him. He's like that has really good energy yeah it does <laughs> that's, that's a good way of describing it um and then so then I said well can you tell me more about how this song came about um and he said it was Jim and I when we were living together and it was a very creative time and I came up with <laughs> some fun riffs on the piano and he was singing and rapping over some of the stuff and the midsection came became kind of an epic live, or became came kind of epic when it was live with the Brothers Cregan. We did an excerpt of Stravinsky's Rite of Spring. Okay, that, uh, continue, <laughs> please. It just, that just that makes so much sense with a classic bit called Spring Rounds in the middle. Uh, <laughs> so. That was what Jim had to... I mean, that's what Andy had to tell us about about this song. That's and... awesome.
2: Well, it's just so funny to hear him describe it as, like, fun ideas when I'm just like, wow, these are, like, virtuoso piano runs. He's just, <laughs> like, man, the piano is... Andy's lighting the keyboards on fire in this song. It's
0: I was just kind of riffing on the piano. Yeah, you know, just a little ditty. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> kind of thing that makes you, like, want to just, like, take an ax to your piano.
0: <laughs> It's like, do you, like, does magic just come out of your fingers when you're playing, sir? Like, (laughs) it is amazing, the beginning of this song especially, like, just what he is doing. But I'm going to hand it over to you, Aaron. Can you, to your best ability, I know I haven't given you much time this week, but can you break (laughs) this song down for us?
2: Well, I can't do a full breakdown. I, unfortunately, uh, I didn't have the time, but I, you know man i i I did write down my thoughts as i was listening to it so scared song at least the the version that i listened to the vnl version i should say was recorded at approximately 138 beats per minute but it's very loosey-goosey uh it's in 4-4 time but some of the rhythmic ideas being expressed are pretty busy and there are some changes which we'll talk about in a moment um their tuning on the recording is not in line with 440 tuning so I'm going to call it c sharp it's between C and c sharp it's closer to c sharp though uh, so you know how I'm always complaining about how a lot of the newer bNL stuff is very simple yeah th- this song is not very simple it's all over the map it's very jazzy and particularly it's very reminiscent of like bebop progressive jazz uh, free jazz uh, now the chord progressions aren't When I actually sat down and analyzed it, they're not actually all that insane for most of the song. Um, You have, again, we'll call it C-sharp, and it sits there for a while in the tonic, and then it moves to the two, which would be D-sharp, and then the four, which is F-sharp, and then back to one, the tonic. So you have a one, two, four, one for a lot of the song, but everything is dancing and swirling and moving very fast. There's some amazing musicianship on display here, and I would have loved to have seen them perform this live uh, back when Andy was in the band. Um, amazing playing on Andy's part. I, again, totally just, man, the keyboard must have had smoke coming out of it, you know, by the end of the day <laughs> and and Jim and Tyler have it locked down on the groove, which in a song like this is not easy. Um, It's an interesting and very abrupt sounding change occurs in what I will call the chorus. You know, yes, I'm scared, Um, but the feel changes quite a bit, and yet we're still in four four. It never leaves that four four time signature. But what I find interesting about this section is that it sort of feels like halftime at the beginning, Uh, but Tyler is playing the snare on what would be two and four, assuming it's not (laughs) halftime.
3: Ah,
2: so So it adds to this chaotic feel where everyone else sort of feels like they're playing at halftime, but the drug the drums are still playing in normal time and it creates this clashing effect and combined with the darker feel of what's being played makes for again a very abrupt uh, change to the feel of the song and then partway through Tyler actually does start playing in halftime. So <laughs> I can't say for sure if this was intentional or not. Like maybe he forgot he was supposed to go into halftime or forgot where the change happened. And then kind of like waited for an opportune moment that sounded fairly natural to switch to halftime. And then they're like, no, that sounded cool. And they kept it in. Um, all I know is once the, the change occurs, the drums feel much more funk like and there's, I want to say, more than a little Frank Zappa in this song, like especially in the chorus and in the funky part. It sounds kind of Zappa-esque. Um, and I just, in my notes, again, I have the piano work is so tasty in all caps. Mm. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> this song is so chaotic. I really dig it. Uh, nice fretless bass solo by Jim. Um then I had the chance to listen to the Brothers Cregan version and it's very pretty in the synth pad, the synth pads and everything kind of, it's not so like the, the funk rock version isn't so heavy. It's a little more jazzy. It kind of sits in that style a little more, but it's still kind of chaotic. The hand percussion and the shouted vocals kind of reminded me of Andy Kaufman doing his bongo thing, you know, and I mean that in the best possible way. It had that kind of, again, chaotic, good (laughs) energy to it um but yeah i mean so that's that's my quasi breakdown i I just kind of have my notes as i was listening to it several times more than a traditional breakdown but man um again you could hear the crowd going nuts through some of this too so like i can only imagine the show they were putting on and how they were moving around and stuff as they were playing like man the energy was yeah like 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 andy said (laughs) extreme extreme energy on this and a lot of fun to listen to very very different not um not at all it's something you could categorize easily or put into a box, so I was uh, pleasantly surprised and uh, and uh, enjoyed the the kind of breath of fresh air as something very, very different.
0: <laughs> Betsy, did you have anything you wanted to add to this musically
1: uh musically, actually, that's the first thing I noted was that it felt like there was like a, a heavy Andy influence on here, so. <laughs> You know, uh, almost equal parts Andy and Jim, but definitely, definitely lots of Andy in there. He's he's kind of the more experimental, kookier Cregan brother in my mind. Um, and I think at one point I might have heard a didgeridoo, <laughs> but <laughs> it was very just kind of whacked out and crazy Um yeah it's hard to and tell not...
0: because i so i have the <laughs> i have the lyre notes from the brothers cregan version there's okay. a lot that they leave off of it because as you mentioned i know i heard the synth on there like you did aaron that's not listed on here though but i know i heard that in the background it's <laughs> the like there's a lot of stuff that they threw in and just mm, kind like, of like layers knowing. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's it very easily could have been a didgeridoo in this. We know how much the boys like having their little toys.
1: Oh, definitely. Um and yeah, like just that opening line. I get some I think uh, so what you were saying, Aaron, about um uh the jazz influence or what what was the who was the composer that you were talking about? Stravinsky, um, Stravinsky, Stravinsky. String.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I wrote down something like it. Kind of felt like that Charlie Brown. <laughs> da da da, mm-hmm. da 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 Like. Vince, oh um, Vince, um oh. you know, you know? Yeah, um I know I can't think of Vince him now.
2: Vince, Vince, Vince Lombard no Lombard or, Vince Lombard <laughs> Vince Lombardi Vince
1: Lombardi Vince. Um. it's a football, football thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Everybody has a hobby, right? Um, so. Uh, Vince,
2: Vince Giraldi is who we were
1: thinking of. Geraldi, okay. Yeah. Not Lombardo. Um, <laughs> Vince Lombardo. <laughs> uh, pardon the crassness, but it felt like trippy porno music to me at first. And I wasn't it's, entirely.
2: Oh my God. It, Betsy. I wasn't,
1: I wasn't entirely on board. <laughs> Betsy. <laughs>
2: oh, man, uh, no, 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 no. Hold on. This is you. not going where you think it's going. I, I'm going to say that's Jim's influence. Because oh, I said yeah. the exact same thing about in the movie. drink. I said mm. in the drink sounded like porno music. He's so I a... think that might be Jim. And then think... again, you, the the porno is <laughs> very heavy on the bass, you know, do kind of yeah. funky. So maybe that is it's that, that... kind of
1: yeah, like the warbly bass and everything. And <laughs> Jim, yeah. we know you
2: listen. Please, Jim, come on show.
1: you kinky bird, you. <laughs> 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 yes, Jim, come on, one ginger to another. I've already said it before. Get your butt over here and get on the podcast. <laughs> um so that's my like initial thoughts of the music per se uh without going into the lyrics which we will go into some point
0: i want to i wanted to highlight a few things that i thought were really kind of cool in this um in the bnl version especially that that wah wah sound and the guitar Don't know if that's a special guitar or what it is but it's almost a 70s um i'm, I'm not going to use the word that you were using betsy because i no. don't adult, know adult um, but yes. yes um um but that that guitar in the background probably didn't probably added to some of that feel um of that song um but i really absolutely love uh andy's piano playing in this yeah oh my god fantastic but, and and he hits these notes during i want to say it's during the bridge that is that it sounds like these off notes <laughs> but he does it the same those are every, jazz notes brother oh yeah but it's <laughs> like he does it the same every single yeah. time just this cling like it's meant to give you that kind of fearful kind of st- like sound is really cool um but the one that the thing i really want to highlight is jim's bass breakdown during that amazing oh yeah my goodness yeah that is amazing fantastic fantastic <laughs> can, I, can i just
1: tell you i played bass guitar for seven years in junior high and high school Oh, nice bass, bass solos are hard oh yeah it's not really an instrument you solo on especially just electric bass because everybody just wants you to pop and slap and blah 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 blah, blah. yeah so good well, on he... you jim that's so yeah great.
2: It, there's so much on the bass player to, to hold in the groove that if you're yeah. taking that out to do a solo, now it's all on the drummer. Yeah. So you better have a, a, a nice, a good drummer. So actually uh, Tyler did a great job. Yeah. Uh, he was really tight on this too. Him and Jim were just like in lockstep and on, and man, of the stuff they were doing with the accents and everything it was yeah fantastic i had no idea you played bass though but yeah
1: yeah i got one upstairs but it's been a long time since. you're gonna have
2: to play a solo next time plug it it in and play for us
1: my nightmare no thank you i'm happy to keep keep the the beat going but
0: that that leaves only Stefan and i as the only ones that don't play instruments
1: (laughs) (laughs) well like i said it's been a long time so i'd be pretty rusty but yeah
0: (laughs) um i love how german that so in the L version the harmonies aren't quite there yet um but they've only played that thing seven times live and this could have been like their second time i don't even know which concert the the one that is recorded came from
1: i think it was new york
0: oh so it's literally I, the first time they've I, ever played I, I this think live
1: was, uh because oh. i tried to listen to the guy in the background and he did mention something about new york i think
0: okay so, so yeah i mean it, yeah. the fact that they pulled the harmonies together as quickly as they did was amazing for a complex song like this
1: Agreed. i just
0: i really really enjoy listening to this song um it's different from the brothers creaking one it is um yeah. the brothers and one is a little yeah. slower um <laughs> And not so, not by a whole bunch, but just like five, ten beats per minute. Been blame
2: for all these years.
0: When I think about it, I start crying big monster tears. Won't you have some coffee? Coffee or some tea? Won't you tell me you'll do the scaring without me? Are you scared? Yes, I'm scared. just a little bit it's not simplified cuz they got all kinds of stuff going on in the background <laughs> yeah it's
2: just different it's not as heavy it's not as um it's more jazzy it stays Brandy. in that jazz feeling yeah it still, still got still got a big chaotic energy
0: <laughs> and the voices that that Jim and Andy are putting on on the Brothers Creaking mm. one are really cool like i i wouldn't have pulled out that other than the music if you had handed it to me, I would have said, "Oh, who's singing this with them?" Because that's not Andy or Jim, but I know that it was Andy or Jim because of the liner notes. Um, But I would never have guessed that. Um, and then during the B and L version, we have Ed singing in it. I, I I gotta say, I I prefer Andy and and Jim singing it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, honestly. Oh, and, and I like what they're doing with the during the mid part during the vo- the chorus the scared scared, <laughs> yeah <laughs> um they're they're having fun with this song and it's great i lo- i think my big note that i had was why was it why was this song not included on maybe you should i mean on born on a pirate ship mm. but little tiny song was or is it maybe maybe you should drive i can't remember which it is i think
1: it was maybe you should drive yeah
0: okay yeah the second one i I always get that mixed up with born (laughs) on Pirate ship but um why wasn't this song included instead of little tiny song like this this would have been amazing compliment to that album
1: yeah, I mean if you're gonna go crazy like Yoko Ono, you know, I mean, you may as well put something True. like, you know, True. this kind of crazy frantic vibe on it. If you may as well. Like I or I don't think you need to necessarily replace one with the other, but I think this is a strong enough song on its own to be on a on, you know, maybe you should draw it. But
0: I think so. Yeah.
2: The but the but, but it
1: is pretty, it is pretty for even for B and L it's a little out there, but but
0: I, it. I mean, I can't imagine going from, am I the only one
1: to this <laughs> song
0: and then to life in a nutshell, like that would be, they would have to find a different spot on the <laughs> album, <Yeah. laughs> like it wouldn't yeah. fit in that, in that groove, mm-hmm. but I, <sighs> there's several other songs that I, that it, when we get to it, when we start resequencing the album, this song is going to take the place of a few songs on that album. At le- yeah, and there's at least one song I can think of right off the bat that I'm like, yep, that's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing I liked that was in there was in the Brothers Creek version was that it was more eerie. Like they added mm. this this very dark tone to it that almost added a scary element throughout it. Um, part of that was Jim playing Arco on the on the bass, huh. which when they played it live at Ships and Dip, he did that. Mm. So he he was sitting there playing, and then he pulls out the bow and just starts. <laughs> starts nice, and then nice. he switches back over to playing it normally when it comes to doing the solo. Should we talk about what the song's about? <laughs> sure.
1: Monsters. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It, it it's about monsters, but I love that that Andy never. Or sorry, I love that Jim never takes it in the direction you expect him to take it in.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> he doesn't talk just about s- monsters. He he takes the whole point of the song is taking it from the monster's point of view. Right,
1: like multidimensional sensitive monster. Maybe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like I've been the blame for all these years. <laughs> yeah, he's woke. <laughs> when I start, when I think about it, I start, I start crying. Crying big
2: monster tears.
0: Yeah. Big. Well, so okay, okay, okay. He was singing about this before Monsters Inc. Well, I was
2: thinking of um, way
1: before. I was
2: thinking of Frankenstein's monster, right? You know, oh, like, like, dude. Depending on the version, I suppose, but most of the time. Dude just wants a little a hug, you know what I mean? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: nobody gets me. I'm this yeah. scary monster, and it's I'm so bad. <laughs> bad for all the
2: scaring. <laughs> I Robert De Niro version: I am very scary. I am a monster.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, um, so I. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I wonder. <laughs> Wait, sorry, I was just looking at the lyrics. Who scares the PM when there's no opposition?
1: <laughs> well, I was uh, trying to find I was I listened to it hilarious. like 20 times trying to get all the lyrics just from listening. I couldn't find the actual Yeah,
2: lyrics.
0: yeah, they're hard to find. I
2: had so... to bug Tracy.
0: Yeah, so ah, if you want to find the lyrics for this, go on songmeetings.com. Yes.
1: Songmeetings, song okay
0: songmeetings.com and then oh, go to the brother's cregan section so you have to look up brothers cregan make sure you spell cregan correctly right aaron
1: (laughs) yes two is two g's (laughs) as as many letters as possible
0: (laughs) (laughs) and it's the first one that literally pops up on the top of the screen and from what I could tell listening to the song, there's no lyrics in the liner notes on the album. Uh, but for what I could tell, they do look accurate.
1: Got it.
2: So, I mean, obviously a, uh, a literal reading of the song is it's about a monster who just is very tired of being a monster <laughs> and sometimes feels like they don't have a place in this world. Oh. Um. I like that it came out of the faucet: Yeah, yeah well, so, faucet. so, so out of the closet, like, out of the closet out of your basement, out of your faucet. So yeah to me, So to me, I never heard of a monster coming out of a faucet, but I did, when I was a kid, uh, my brother told me that there were sharks beneath the bathtub. so <laughs> I remember. <laughs> that's horrible tracy's laughing because you know that's such a crisp thing to do um so i remember thinking about that uh but I, I mean i never really was worried about monsters coming out of faucets that's an interesting i don't know if he was just reaching for a rhyme there or if there's anything more to that betsy I mean, have you heard anything about monsters and faucets
1: no uh- no but wasn't there like the blob or something and but there wasn't that a oh yeah
2: know. no 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 no. you're
1: absolutely right i haven't seen it because it would scare that, the crap out of me and i'd have nightmares yeah a year. That but could I, be. I thought the blob was something like in or, a toilet or something
2: maybe it's like about the red scare where in the 50s they're like uh the russians are putting fluoride in the water
0: <sighs> wait a minute hold on
2: that could be it
1: <laughs>
0: fluoride Oh, there's
2: no. The, I don't want to get into Hold on, a one hole moment. Of conspiracy theories, but there's yeah. There's, there's, there's the Earth is flat. Fluoride uh, uh, makes you a liberal.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Oh, sure.
2: Yeah, naturally, obviously, right? Okay, totally logically sound. Science. It it's science scientific. It's, we can't
0: argue with science.
2: Science.
0: In the uh, It TV series and yeah. in the It book. Wait, there's an It TV series. Oh, I was thinking the, the one the with thing. Tim Curry. Yeah, yeah, it it. It came out. It literally it, it, came out it. in 1990. Yeah. So this song was written in 94. There was a
2: there was a faucet scene in it. There I was a remember. faucet
0: scene. Yeah. And there was a basement scene. Okay. So maybe this is maybe it's Pennywise. Hmm. Yeah, but Pennywise doesn't seem to be so sorry. <laughs> he doesn't seem but to be that... so tired and ready to give up. Yeah,
1: that would work out time wise. That movie was out what year
0: 1990
1: okay so yeah that checks out that kinda. tracks yeah yeah so
0: that could have been like the like obviously not for the creature but that could be the impetus of just like <laughs> right right like where does it come from oh yeah the faucet they're from the basement mm-hmm. like and it's a good vibe with closet
1: sitting around one night watching it with a bucket of kfc and they're like hey <laughs> you know what <laughs> <be an> idea. <laughs>
2: Nice, yeah. You
0: know, see, I would have gone with coffee and some tea.
2: I would have gone with Chinese food ah, if it was it, but right. <laughs> Chinese food,
0: nice. <laughs> um, I like the fact that this monster is inviting them to sit down for coffee and tea. Yeah,
1: I mean, he's a, <laughs> look,
0: look, look, he's a civilized
2: can, monster, yeah.
1: He wants to talk
2: like Dexter. He's a very neat coffee monster. time.
1: Oh yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's what I, that kind of leads into my next question, which was: we've discussed this. Or is there anything more than surface level? Because I think it's entirely possible this is just a silly song. Uh, but do you guys have like a, a deeper read on this? Is this like a puberty metaphor or something that I'm missing? I I don't know. Oh, well,
1: came out of the closet. Well, that's
2: that's the obvious yeah. one, but I, I don't know. I, I mean, monsters in the closet is a fairly well-established yeah. trope. So, what do you think, Tracy? Maybe
1: he's a gay monster.
2: Could be.
0: Could be. <laughs> Could be. Nice.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I, I think that the deeper meaning is in the verses, which I guess you who, would call them. Who verses. scares the
2: Samaritan when they've done all the good deeds?
0: Right. So, like, <laughs> it, it's not just at this point him validating what he does which is like hey my job is to scare people someone has to do it but if you look deeper Mm. into it like they're making social commentary with these statements like it starts off pretty simply simplistic like okay so what are these people scared of well burglars scared that they're that they're not going to be that they're going to end up getting caught like who's who scares the burglar when all they've, they've stolen all they need like Burglars steal because they need. Um, who cares? Scares the sca- Samaritan. That one I struggled with. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, why? Why is the Samaritan?
2: Okay, okay. Scared? I've got a theory on this. There, the Samaritan is compulsive, and is uh, feels a deep urge and need even to help people. So if there's no one to help, they get very distressed.
0: Oh! Oh, OK, that that's not all
2: hashtag. Not all Samaritans, but this particular Samaritan. <laughs>
0: um, but I, I think basically what they're saying is that <laughs> everyone part. that many people live their lives <laughs> off from the yeah. drive of fear. You know, Olympians are afraid of losing. Rock stars are scared of not making it and of not being able to to sell. Um, And then it gets to really interesting ones like. Who's scared is the prime minister when there's no opposition? So basically prime ministers are scared of losing. They're scared of not being able to be in power. Who scares the public when there's no one in that position? Like the, we're scared of government. Mm-hmm. Who scares the ruler when everyone leaves? Like rulers need someone to, to rule over and, and.
1: Govern. Yeah.
0: And then who scares the liar when everyone believes like they're, they're afraid of being, they're afraid of being caught. Like I think it's a pretty good social commentary in a way. Is
2: this, is the monster the concept of insecurity? I would say so. Jim and Andy, Andy, come on the show again. Drag your brother here. We
1: really need your help. Yeah. Tell him
2: it's important (laughs) because we we know he listens and and we've, tell them we're scared. The yeah, we're very insecure and we're very we're scared. scared. We're scared that we've misinterpreted the song. So, uh please come on and talk <laughs> about it. Um it's time for Aaron's obscure reference of the week. Um this song <laughs> made me think of a song by a band called Tally Hall. Um you may not have heard of Tally Hall, but the, the the lead singer-songwriter, I believe from Tally Hall did some famous internet videos a while back. One was uh, the Shia LaBeouf song, actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. So if you've heard that, it's Rob, it's, it's, (laughs) so anyways, uh, Italy Hall is a very, very funny band. They they did funny songs, uh, but they also did really, really good songs, you know, and um, they have a song called Turn the Lights Off, uh, which is about a a boy who goes into his closet and there's a bunch of monsters having a freaky monster party. Um, And it's a very, this one, unlike, unlike, the scared song this one is very obviously a metaphor for like puberty and you know changing and stuff like that um coming of age so that's that's kind of what led me to wonder if there was any kind of similar overlap in the uh in the essence of the song meeting here but honestly i I read this a little more uh literally at this one (laughs) but there's but there's room there's room for interpretation i think so That was the awkward silence of the week. Thank you for uh, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. That were was you sponsored scared? sponsored by Henderson's earplugs. If you want that kind of silence, you need to go Henderson's.
1: Wow.
2: Hey, Aaron, were you scared? I was scared. I'm I'm scared of silence. As an introvert, ironically, uh, when I do find myself in a social situation, I can't shut up because I'm scared of silence. So
1: <laughs> I embraced it.
2: <laughs> Embrace the silence. Uh, <laughs> Enjoy the silence. Which is probably
1: not a major podcast, actually. But... <laughs> yeah.
0: As a therapist, I've been told to be comfortable with silence. So. Uh
1: sure.
0: But you see,
2: Tracy, when the silence goes on for too long, the uh, the voices in my head that uh, remind me that I am uh, an ephemeral and uh, uh, <laughs> an ephemeral creature that whose existence is is uh, is not permanent will start to creep in, and I have an existential crisis.
1: <laughs> and then the monsters come out of the closet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Da, 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 da.
2: Yeah, and after, you know, it's scared. all over. I'm scared, and... Uh... Are you
0: scared? I'm scared. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this, this week brought up a really good conversation about what makes us scared. So this... Mm. I want to have us measure how many things that we're afraid of how many scary things so how many fears do you have how many things are you afraid of for this song uh i'm gonna have i'm gonna have betsy go first do we say how many phobias
1: yeah what's our rubric here or whatever yeah (laughs)
0: well yeah it's how many things are we afraid how many, of? how many fears
1: how about how many how about how many big monster tears
0: yeah there we go okay I'll go with that. I, like, I
1: like a solid kind of you big know,
0: monster tears i
2: like you it.
1: know something like you can, it. tangible that you can measure big monster tears
0: okay so how many uh, big monster tears do you give this song
1: well
0: <laughs> by the way congratulations you have your own your own column in the Oh, that's how you know you've really made it.
2: <laughs> wow. That and Weird Al covers, uh, makes a parody of one of your songs. That's those, right. Those are the, the only two benchmarks in the world.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> being on this that's show true. so much that we give you your it. own column yeah, and Weird Al. That's it. True. So congrats. Oh,
1: well, do I get to pick out my own color for my column and everything? should. Oh, you should.
2: You, like oh, you should, you should yeah. be
1: allowed. La- After three hours. Give him,
2: give him the hexadecimal code for exactly the shade <laughs> that you want.
1: Oh, yeah. I know that right at the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. that um, <F-F-0-1-2-4-3. laughs> yep. 124 That does sound familiar. Maybe I could generate <laughs> something. Um, <laughs> well, I did not like this song when I first listened mm, to it. grows on you, doesn't it? It does grow on you, much like a weird little Cregan fungus. <laughs> um, <laughs> because i i okay so
0: sorry i stepped away for a minute were you talking about me
1: uh yeah. <laughs> no nope. i've heard you're oh. a fun guy no nope. <laughs> yeah <laughs> there we go there it is <laughs> um i just it just gave me like that whole okay so just unpopular opinion i don't like the yoko ono song uh kind of because of the yodel in the middle mostly so when i first started <laughs> listening to this That's i thought fair. it was Are you guys okay? Oh, oh, you're. Tracy's
2: having some kind of
1: meltdown. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't. I didn't like it at first, but it did grow on me. Um, And you know, the more like True to Bare Naked Ladies, the more you listen to it, the more kind of layers you can kind of, you know, um, peel away, and it's actually a lot deeper than you think, and then there's humor and references that you can find. So I don't think I'd ever put this on an actual playlist that I play regularly unless maybe like it was like around Halloween or something. Hmm. Um, But I do appreciate like a lot of the wit and the humor. um, And I probably will listen to it a few more times, just out of curiosity of, you know, seeing if I can read a little more into it, but uh so it's not on a playlist so it's below four i guess i give it about three and a half big monster tears
0: okay three and a half aaron what about you
2: i'm making a face because that's exactly what i was proposing to give the song i I think (laughs) it's it's definitely yeah i mean it's well above average it's a lot of fun it's very different it's got that chaos energy like i said it's great to listen i think i could hear myself I, I might, I might like, uh, put this on while I'm cleaning or something like that. You know what I mean? To kind of give myself a little. Speaking of chaos, uh, is everything okay? <laughs> it sounds um, like a piano string just, just snapped.
1: Yeah. And my cat just knocked over some
2: shit, but. Oh, so yeah. Agents of pure chaos cat. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I would, I would get, yeah, it's, it's fun song. It doesn't quite make my, my best of playlist, but, but darn, if it isn't like. Like you said, Betsy, it definitely grows on you. The more I listen to it, the more I start to kind of just enjoy it. And uh, I like both versions. It's kind of interesting to be able to, to listen to two different versions. And I'm, there's probably, Tracy, wouldn't you say there's probably another version out there floating around, maybe another live recording or something. Maybe someone had a mini disc player back in the day. Come on the show. We know you we know you listen. Uh, but anyways, uh, it's, yeah, I, I like it. Um, I think 3.5 fears, 3.5 big monster tears. Here's for fears. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think that's a very appropriate uh, and,
0: and very well deserved rating this is a first um, I don't Are think we would lying? I don't think we would have um, ended step. up having this happen if wow. if everyone had been here tonight yes. but all You're three up. of us put down exactly the same rating cause wow that everyone- consensus like yeah this is much better than average um i am so entirely happy that the brothers creaking decided to officially record this like thank you andy and jim for deciding no we need to do our own album because we have something to contribute that's not being put out through bare naked ladies because yes this song needed to be put out um i really enjoy it um and it (laughs) <laughs> I I enjoy this song more than I did the one last week. Um, <laughs> it, it, the one last week was okay, but I like this one more and I that was one of the ways that I measured it. Um, so yeah, I, I gave it a
1: 3.5. Nice.
0: Nice. Um, I didn't have a lot to find for appearances this week about this song, mm. um, but what I did find was a song that I was that was on our spreadsheet, but I ended up taking it off um, because it wasn't actually BNL. It wasn't a song that BNL wrote or covered. It was a song that they played with someone. Um, so back in 1995, just after this song after Andy left the band, BNL was touring the UK and Canada and the U S. And during the first half of the tour, Billy, Billy Bragg opened for them. And then on the second half of the tour, which actually was officially Billy Bragg's tour, they opened for Billy Bragg. Hmm. And at the Trocadero theater in Philadelphia, PA during their encore, they played one of Billy's most famous songs famous songs sexuality with him and then the next night they played it in boston or a couple nights later they played it in boston um and so he opened and then he came back out with them during the encore to sing his song uh i'm going to share screen and while i'm waiting for that i'll keep talking um but so who is billy bragg billy bragg Bragg, if people don't know, is an English singer-songwriter, and he was a very politically active. Um, he was a left-wing activist, um, and he tends to blend a lot of music of like folk and punk and protest all together, um, and very, very focused on bringing about change. Um, which you will see as I as I start playing the songs. Uh, hold on, move this out of the way here. So this is sexuality. b is playing it. They do, when the bridge comes along, they start singing. I'm sure that everybody knows how much my body hates me. It lets me down most every time and makes me rash and hasty. I feel a total jerky before your naked body of
3: Safe sex doesn't mean no sex It just means use your imagination Stop playing with yourselves In hard currency hotels I look like John Belushi he does. I eat a hundred
1: plates of sushi A hundred plates of sexuality
2: The question uh, though, Tracy is, did I they love play that
0: line of keep you grant away from me? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> the question though, Tracy, is did they play the flag with Billy Bragg
0: in drag? Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice question.
1: I would pay good money for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good money. <laughs>
0: um so yeah that was the song that they played i was gonna have it on there but it just didn't make sense for it didn't make sense since they were just doing the backup and then a little bit of interacting Mm -hmm. um but that's this week's appearance it is a lot of fun to listen to it's it's got i have a hard time with the accent because he has a very very
1: quite thick
0: thick accent um but the if you once you have the lyrics in front of you and you're listening like his sense of humor is very similar to B&L's mm. and his play on words are definitely there.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's so. very witty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so. I listen to a lot of proclaimers, so I think my ears are already kind of yeah. hardwired to filter out or try to make sense of accents. <laughs> so. <laughs> and i i like it when people don't lose their accent in a song because mm. i'll figure it out don't don't dilute that accent down because it's it's really nice to hear it and i like that song that's great
0: yeah i i think it's pretty good it's, it's definitely not second best <laughs>
1: That, that one, that okay, you got me on that one. Uh, <laughs> if I had a
2: million dollars, I'd buy you a Segway. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I already have one. <laughs> You're the Segway king, sir.
0: <laughs> so, yes, come back and join us next week as we discuss <laughs> Second Best.
2: We'll see you then.
0: Thanks, that was fun.
3: Don't forget, no regrets.